listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,267, and this is our 1,580th interview. We've been on the air since March of 2009, and we're the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, California. Teresa Fritzler is a graphics designer and an art director and has been creating brand design and offering creative services for over 25 years. She's worked under her company, Fritzler Design, designing logos, websites, social media promotions, brochures, trade shows, and event graphics, as well as banners and more. Her well-known clients are Boeing, Coldwell Banker, Disney, the Orange County Register, and the University of California, as well as many others who are equally valuable and important to Teresa. Her objective has always been to discover the unique qualities of every business and visually communicate their true identity with expressive, emotional, and memorable design. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show podcast that I host or my role as a business mentor here in Orange County, California, then please visit our company's website, Critical Mass for for business.com. Teresa, welcome to our radio show. It's nice to be here, Richard. It's good to have you on the Thank show. Thank you. Um, so I, I, I talked a bit about what your, what, what your firm does. How did you get into graphics design? How did I get into it? I was an artist for most of my you know, younger life. Sure. And I wanted to you know, have, a, have a job, you know, just a career. And I, I decided I would go in that direction of design because it was related to art. Mm-hmm. I had those kind of hand-eye coordination skills and talent. So I did go to, to college for that. And I discovered I really loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I truly did. Um, a turning point, real quick, was... When I went to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, I saw that art could actually express emotion and thoughts and feelings. And so I found that to be true when I was a designer, that I could actually communicate with visuals. With you know, But I was taught how to do that, of course. But right. anyhow, that was my turning point. I go, hey, I'm an artist, but I could... I could make this, you know, into something um, in the in the marketplace. You mm-hmm. know, I could be part of the business world. So I've been doing it for a while. I said that. I said 25 yeah. years in the open. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that I found um, interesting that I just wanted to follow up on with you, if it's okay, is in the open, I mentioned that your work, you know, you need to understand the unique qualities of your client, which I think mm-hmm. is something that's really sounds special. And I, I, I applaud you for wanting to know that. And then translating that into expressive emotional and memorable design for our audience of other entrepreneurs could you just take a minute and sort of not to formally explain your process for how do you do that but like what does that entail for you to be able to really understand your clients unique qualities so that you can translate those into something that resonates in on the format that you're designing for them Um, well it's 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 the same process for all designers, you know, that are professionals. We um, we explore as far as we can um, with the budget that we have. Sure. Larger companies, of course, have research and, you know, whole teams of people and lots of energy behind it. I have big clients, but, um, you know, so we, and small. Mm-hmm. So we go into that same discovery phase, but not at a huge level, but just, as, just enough to go through... Um, to find out about what they do, what their personalities are, what the purpose is, 
what their benefit is. So when I go through a kind of an exercise with them, I discover a lot. And uh, the only missing thing is we don't usually get a chance to ask their customers what they think. That's for the a little bit, you know, bigger budgeted kind of things. But I get a lot of information and I I respect, you know, where they're at. So so when you've nailed it, Teresa, when you have done and you kind of captured, I don't know if this is the right word, but the essence of the client in a sense, and you've translated it into maybe their logo or to some images or some social media campaign, Mm -hmm. have you ever found them to really connect to what you've done, sort of like an aha moment for them? Are you are you giving them something that they go, wow, that really is, I, I wouldn't know how to do that, but you, you've done something that really yeah. resonates with me. It, yes, that's a very good thing to ask me because that's what makes it fun. Okay. You know, that's what, you know, that's what makes this worth it. Because I always, um, I, the comment I like to hear is, you know, for example, I'm doing a logo and I, I do from five to 12 you know, different ideas. Okay. And when I see them have a hard time choosing, they go, wow, I like, I, I like these. <laughs> then it's like, that's a good sign. So I, I love that process. They get delighted because a lot of people I work with are, um, well, I really love to work with marketing directors, but oftentimes I'll work just with the, um, the executives that mm-hmm. are assigned a project. Sure. And it's kind of a break in their day. You know, it's a break in their routine. They're kind of doing a lot of, not so much fun stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just stuff that has to get done. So they really enjoy it, and I feel really, I feel really good that I can, you know, be a part of this. Well, and I, it affects their business too. It helps them. Sure, absolutely, it does. And and um, now <clears throat> with social media being such a, a ubiquitous marketing channel, I would think the work that you do. You know, I mentioned some large brands, Disney and Boeing, the Irvine, mm-hmm. uh, U- UCI, but I know you also work with smaller companies and, right. and entrepreneurs as well, who now have a need to have uh, consistent messaging on multiple platforms. Exactly. Yeah. So that has to adapt. I mean, you kind of get a structure and a, and a look and feel and a direction, and then you expand out wherever it's needed to the different channels. Right. So yeah, but yeah, like social media, you can't have a whole lot going on on those because you know you just flip flip. Well, she knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, She's pointing just... to our producer, who's a <laughs> who's a Gen Zer, I guess, uh, sitting here in our studio. Yeah. So you, you want to have impact and have a simple message, mm-hmm. and um, and then. People are saying, yeah, but include this, include that, include something, hold it down. Right, know? so that's a so. delicate balance for you to be um, responsive to the customer's expectations, but also to help them to understand that maybe some of the things that they want to do wittily isn't in their best interests. Yeah, and you know, you've probably heard this a hundred times, yeah. So I can make suggestions, and I, you know, having a good relationship with clients and having their trust after a while, they listen more and... Um, I'm able to offer that. Although I just had a new client. He's not new to the, he's new to me, but not a new company. Mm-hmm. And um, he's giving me leeway right off the bat. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's awesome. You know, I kind of, you know, I try to ease into it when they're new. Right. And he goes, no, no, tell me what you think. Just, you know, do what you think is right. So. Well, congratulations on uh, uh, that one. <laughs> yeah. It's always great to have new clients and oh, retain it. your existing clients and grow your portfolio. Has your industry has it changed much over the years that you've been doing it? I would think the platforms, you must have more robust tools now than you've ever had. I just, I, I, yeah. maybe I haven't, but 
has your job, your role changed? Has you have you been given better tools to help your clients to do the work that you're going to do? Oh for them? yeah, absolutely, definitely. With the with the computer programs, the sure. apps and things. I mean, it's just such a it's it's a lot to learn, but <clears throat> it's a, it's right at our fingertips and it's it's lovely. Yeah, right. It is. But I, you know, I'm a designer, so so I'm not a marketing or social media person, so to speak. So with all those changes are happening rapid right. fire. But um, you know, I'm I'm following along. I'm mm-hmm. tracking, mm-hmm. tracking along what they need, you know, and adapting. Right, and I know? would think that, um, like I said, more and more people need design help because they have more and more places to put their images of their brand, so that they might oh. attract. Yeah. Right? They're, whether it's an Instagram feed or it's Facebook exactly. or Twitter, or LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And, and from your perspective, you have to have the same similar image on all those platforms, don't you? Well, you I have mean, to have similar elements. Elements. Yeah, That's the can, word. Uh, you don't so want it to be professional. too boring. You know, you don't want to have everything the same. But, um, you know, there's a color scheme that goes along or maybe a color palette. Mm-hmm. And there's a layout, kind of a look and feel. Um, it's either, you know, it's, for example, really contemporary or it's kind of classical. I'm just giving extremes there. Sure. So it follows along, you know, an identity identifiable you know design Mm -hmm. so as long as you sort of know what to what to bring in take out you know you can you can carry over that identity without being too boring and repeating yourself too much Mm -hmm. but yeah there's and less is more in some cases there's less is more yeah yeah like social media in design uh well in design but as far as the uh the different Media, you know, okay. like a brochure, you have time to look at everything. You got all this detail to right. read. A billboard, you're driving right by, past it, so it has to be pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And social media, zip, 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 you know, so grab attention, get the word out, right. and make an impression. So, right. Yeah. Well, th- th- you're in a I very. I know I wrote all this stuff, but I. <laughs> I, I she just whatever. prepared for the interview, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a conversation. Is that all right? That's good. That's are we, better. How we doing? You're right. doing great. You're doing great. Thanks. She's doing great. <laughs> Teresa Fritzler. Fritzler is Fritzler Design is her firm, and and I um, met you at an event for the American Marketing Association, yes. right? Yeah, and you were in the audience, and we hit it off, and I wanted you to be on the show, and now here you are. I don't know, two months later, maybe mm-hmm. as my guest on Critical Mass Radio Show. Every entrepreneur who listens to my show uh, recognizes that business is never easy, and there's always challenges that we have to maintain our right. our focus on. Could you share with our audience a challenge and right. yeah, and, I, and maybe I a, what what you're doing about addressing that challenge in your business? This is what I this is what I was thinking about is um, everybody every human every business has their weaknesses and um, you'll hear from artists and designers that you know a lot of them just don't know how to do business all the time but they can they can create things. Well, I've, I've I've been able to have a business for quite a while, so I, I think I caught on to that. But one of the things that I resist is the new business development part, the sales part. I'm just not a natural-born salesperson. I'm a good networker. I love meeting people, but um, you know, I'm working, 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 and then I look up, I'm done, and I go, oh, <laughs> I'm all finished with my projects, and I haven't thought ahead. So that's just always been a, a weakness. In, in my business, but I seem to scramble and, you know, you're supposed to call all the time and, you know, do LinkedIn posts and it's not like, ugh. 
but when you're busy it's hard to keep up it, right. for me i mean it takes discipline i'm sure there's some way to do it i just haven't gotten that down 100 percent. but i'm still around i'm still busy and most of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are lulls in the business then is what you're saying yeah it's like sort of there's like, yeah. there's lulls and um i don't like those no who does who does out there on the radio show land listening to us now live on oc talk radio <laughs> we're on iheart radio i'm not sure where you're listening to us maybe many of you are probably picking us up as a as a podcast i you know that Teresa, I wish I said that's the first time that I had heard that's a challenge for an entrepreneur that sat in this chair for Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Unfortunately, it, it's all too common, especially if your business is a project-based kind of business. Mm-hmm. Right? You may have a long-term relationship with clients, but they right. probably hire you for a specific series of things to get done. And then when mm-hmm. they're done, they go quiet for a while until they need you again. Right? It's All too often, we get so busy doing the business that we don't think about the future for the business until we realize we have a very thin backlog and and uh the only advice i could give and not that i'm here to give advice even though i'm a business mentor is allocate time every week to specifically do that right. regardless of how busy you are i know i've heard that before and i <laughs> promised oh, to do it that was a new idea <laughs> I, it, it's it's new it's new to me today okay because uh, i haven't done it yesterday okay. but yeah that's a very good thing and yes Right. Should do that. right. It's right. just an appointment you have to make, yeah. even though it's an appointment with strangers, right? It's outbound marketing or whatever might be. It the... all works. It does work. Right. It's just um, I put it off. Right. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, it's only yeah. human nature. We'd rather be around people who know, like, and trust us than strangers who haven't met us yet many times, right? Yes. And so it's forcing that relationship. I, I'm I'm a big believer on work-self-life balance. In other words, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurs can get very deep into the business. And so I'm, I'm wondering if you could describe how you balance the demands placed on you by your business. You know, what is your strategy for caring for yourself, Teresa, in order that you can care for others in your life? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, throughout my career, that's changed. You know, when I was a young mother, that was a real challenge, you know, to do all that balancing. And I did it. I just, um, you know, kept been, kept the quality high. I kept learning and growing my business. And I was thinking way back then, I did so many things all at once. I bought a house, my first house. I had this child and the dad didn't stick around. And you know the business and um the reason i went into business actually was for my son because really? yeah that's the truth because i wanted more flexibility than ad agencies uh seem to be able to give you i mean you just it's just like a voracious animal being in an ad agency which is the natural place i would have gone and so i um wanted flexibility so i started freelancing and then opened up well, I didn't. Op- I moved into an office with somebody, and then eventually took that over, and was doing it ever since. For that reason, because I wanted that balance. I wanted to be able to pick up my son, and you know, be a mom, and right. you know, make food, and so. Anyhow, that was then. Then, when he grew up, I, I was pretty free, and man, I was taking dance lessons. Uh, I've always uh, exercised, so I always found time except for lately. <laughs> now I'm back at being very um, busy, one of the 40 million baby boomers who are helping their elderly parents. Okay. So this has been, um, I, I don't know, it might, might be harder than having a, a small child because, you know, they, they don't 
listen to you, the parents, you know, not that they're right. so it's just it's just a real it's a new thing for me and it's 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 causing another challenge. Right. And that's yeah. a that can be um a, a number of my clients have become the sandwich generation where they still have kids they're caring for, but yeah. then they have to look out for their one one or more of their parents and now that's tricky. At least I've got my son on his way or he's on his way and now I can focus on my parents. Right. You know, so Right. But you got to do it all, right? Right. But it's important to care for yourself, too. Because if you're not there for yourself, you're not there for anybody else. I mean, you just end up becoming depleted if if you're not careful. Uh, I'm trying to be careful, but I'm pretty tired lately, (laughs) i got to say. Right. But you're coming off great on the radio (laughs) show here, Teresa, so all's good for me. Um, we got a few more minutes here on the program. Where do you go to get outside ideas and perspectives from other people? entrepreneurs you know i call it peer learning i believe in the power of peer learning so where do you go for that oh uh i do have a lot of uh good friends and associates and we make uh, a point of getting together but um since i've always been an independently employed you know designer i have felt the need to uh connect with trade associations so um you know, when I, when Ant, my son was small, I didn't do any of that. But then... Um, Is his name Anthony? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my middle name. I love that name. Yay! Hey, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. <laughs> He's probably going to see this, so that's, that's embarrass him in front of everyone. But anyhow... Um, I started to get involved with AIGA, which is the... Um, it's a design organization, American Institute for Graphic Arts. Yeah, so they... Anyhow, um, I got really involved with that group. Loved it, got on the board, helped them with their monthly networking events, and um, made a lot of friends, and it was really, really positive. And now I'm into a a marketing group called Mm. the American Marketing Association of Orange County. I do all their social media graphics, and I try to support them as much as possible, um, you know, with everything they need for their website, you know, any kind of, and they always call me, and I'm pretty much right there helping them. Um, and I've met so many great people through that. And I actually did meet a client through that group. Well, there you go. I mean, not a lot of them, but, well, you know, I mean, everything grows. It's just organic. You never know. You just never know. And um, I just feel it's a really it's really beneficial for me to um, learn from them. Sure. And we support each other and call each other. It's, it's, really, it's really very positive. Because being an entrepreneur can be a little bit lonely. Uh, Plus isolated. It's so isolated, you need yeah. to connect with people. If you're in a company, you got people all around. Right. Of course, they're walking in and out of your office. I don't know what that's like, but yeah, no, it's um, you need. We need each other, and we right. need, like you say, that's a good question. You know, the peer group, and mm-hmm. how do we connect with that? So, if someone would like to learn about your firm, how do they find you online? Well, okay, my name's Teresa Fritzler, so I have a company called Fritzler Design, so it's just fritzlerdesign.com. How would I spell that? F-R-I-T-Z-L-E-R, design. Fritzler Design, and that's your website? That's my website. Also, uh, not many people have that last name. You can find me on LinkedIn real easy. Okay, and I would suggest you reach out on LinkedIn. I think that's, that's a powerful platform. That's a good place to get connections. It's a great pl- I love LinkedIn, actually. Yes, I, I, yeah. I do, too. I, I yeah. make a lot of new friends on LinkedIn over time. Well, well, thank you for that, letting everybody know how to get a hold of me. Of that's course. very nice. I, I'm hoping some will. <laughs> they well. might. And I think they just might. So <laughs> thank you for being a friend of the program, a part of the Critical Mass community. It's been 
a joy having you on the show. Oh, and I, thank I you. appreciate how prepared you were for our interview today. You, <laughs> it was a great time listening and talking with you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Rick. You're welcome. And Paul. And I'd like to thank Paul Roberts, our producer and engineer for the show, our three producer, our producers without whom I could not do the show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Vanessa Holland. <laughs> if you want to connect with me, like I said, let's do it on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.